Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the D-Shift Podcast and thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen in. You're going to be glad you did uh, because I think we have, uh, I have a guest on who is just amazing at what she does and her focus is on helping us all find um, space and time in our lives. So I would, without any further ado, I would like to introduce you to Amy Gretschmiel. She is the corporate mom coach. And she has an amazing history, so I want to just make sure I read this and get it right. She is a Fortune 500 VP and certified life and mindset coach. Amy focuses on helping parents manage their emotional and mental wellness by creating balance, presence, and ease in their life. And what a wonderful mission. So Amy, welcome. Thank you so much, Marty. I'm excited to be here. So tell me a little bit about your background and what got you to move from Fortune 500 VP into um, corporate mom coach. What, what's yeah. your passion there? Yeah, so I'm actually a former Fortune 500 VP. I uh, left my 18-year corporate career in 2020 to pursue my deeper passion and purpose, which was really to help women as a life and mindset coach. And so that's how... I became the corporate mom coach. That's my brand and my title. Um, but it's basically a life and mindset coach for working women or working mothers specifically. And um, like I said, I spent 18 years in corporate. I loved it. I love my career. It was a wonderful experience. Um, I had my first child at the age of 35. And that's when I started working with coaches myself. And when I started working with coaches, I had such great impact and transformation in my own life in this new identity of a, as a mother, because it's something I really struggled with going from the corporate space into the motherhood space. It was not an easy transition for me mentally, emotionally, all the things. And um, that's when I started working with coaches. And I found the tools and the strategies I was learning to be really, really, really helpful. And I started just sharing them with friends, coworkers, family, anyone who would listen. And I realized how much I enjoyed sharing this information and how much I could really help people. And I just felt the strong pull to do something more professionally in the coaching space. And so in 2020, that's when I left my career, my corporate career to become an entrepreneur and the corporate mom coach. Yeah. And so I think that the best coaches come from places of needing something in their life and either getting a coach or not being able to find a coach and getting the training themselves and kind of coaching themselves through it. So I, I think it's really interesting. And, and Amy, I, I noticed this because I started out as an executive and life coach, and then I moved into the divorce transition coaching because I found out that a lot of the CEOs and executives I was working with weren't really having troubles in the workplace. It was stress in their personal life that was creating challenges yeah. in the workplace. So yeah. um, why do you think or do you find that it's easy for people in corporate America, I'm going to say, or corporate United States or corporate Canada or wherever <laughs> to say, I need an executive and leadership coach, but it's 
it's sometimes there's a gap between the sense of, oh, and there might be somebody that can help me in my personal life. Do you ever find mm. that or? Yeah, 100%. Because I think it's more well accepted, especially in the corporate space, to have an executive coach or a leadership coach, right? That, that's more common. That's what we see more of, right? And some people think that's what I am, which sure, I can certainly help someone with those things. But what I often find, and I say all the time, I say, you don't have career problems. You have personal problems showing up as career problems, yeah. right? Amen so to you, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like you really have to go deep and you have to get underneath it. And not everyone's willing to do that. And, and I did it for, for myself first, like as a student and had just massive breakthroughs and transformation in, in my own life, you know, in my career as a mother, in my marriage, in my health and wellness, all the things. And so I think when somebody's willing right? To do the inner work. That's when coaching can become really helpful. But, but oftentimes the entry point is different. A lot of times the entry point is, oh, I need a career coach. But when you start work is doing is like getting to your, your, your true identity, your, your personal mission and values and things like that. Yeah. And so that's very true. And thank you for that. Because I've noticed the same thing, you know, I mean, um, as I said, most of the I started this divorce coaching because I realized that, you know, most of the people I was working with, like you said, it's, it's not the professional side Mm -hmm. of their life. That's the challenge. So what do you think? And, and I want to stress this, that, um, anytime you're switching roles, you know, going from, uh, becoming a new mom, that's, that's a huge amount of work. We've talked, we've had experts on talking about, you know, the hidden, the hidden burden, not, not burden, but the, the hidden yeah. expectations and all the extra stuff that comes with being a mom yeah. and trying to manage, you know, a professional career. So what do you see as maybe um, a telltale sign that as a busy mom and career woman, you're maybe struggling? What, what are some of the things that you, that people may experience that may Give them that little sense of hmm, maybe a coach could help me out with this. Yeah, I mean, I think most many women self-identify and will say, like, I'm so stressed or I don't have time or there's too much to do or I don't have any time for myself. Right. Or you could even just like see it in their face or in their appearance. Right. Like you can tell when someone's run down and, and you know, ragged, right? Even in the corporate space, right? You can, you can see the bags under their eyes, right? Like all these things. So there's physical stuff, but then there's also like a verbal, um, you know, things to listen for that are clues into, you know, someone maybe needing support. I think for the most part, um, at least the women who come to me, you know, they're raising their hand already. And they're saying like, hey, I don't, I'm tired of feeling this way. I need some support, right? So those are the women who come to me. And so, you know, for women who maybe are a little more reserved or more shy or are afraid to raise their hand, just know if you're listening, right? There's people out there like me, you don't have to come to me, but there are plenty of coaches out there who are here to help support you as a working mother, as a woman. And that needs to be more accepted, right? And And I think COVID brought a lot of this to the surface, thankfully, right? Because so many people were suffering in silence, you know, whether they were overworked, overfunctioning, stressed out, lonely, 
whatever the case may be. But, you know, as human beings, we're meant to live in communities. We're meant to support and uplift each other. And that's especially needed for mothers, especially needed for mothers. And oftentimes the work, well, not oftentimes, most of the time, the workplace doesn't necessarily provide that uh, thought leadership as it relates to the mother in the workplace. Like, yes, there's maternity leave and, you know, nursing rooms for the baby, but no one's really considering the overall identity shift that a woman goes through in motherhood. And no one is really supporting her in her mental and emotional wellness in today's culture specifically. Yeah. And the, uh, so for my audience in particular, and the audience that's listening here today to you, a lot of these women are in the early stages, somewhere between, well, all of the, I'm going to say pretty much all of the women are at some point in time, either contemplating divorce all the way through to maybe years outside of the divorce process. So going through this as a single mom dealing with the dealing with the stress of a divorce and the cost and the emotional drain of a divorce on top of being perhaps a new mom or a mom that is now a single parent and a professional. It's almost like, I don't know. It's just like dumping a huge garbage truck full of extra stuff to deal with on top of this. So Mm -hmm. I know one of the things you work with your people on your clients on is how to sort of create a balance and boundary, uh, in their life. How does mm. that, how does that work? I think that that term yeah. work-life balance is kind yeah. of a challenge one for most of us anyhow. Yeah. So I love this question. So what I help people or what I help women, I mean, I, I do work with some men too, but what I help people with is really differentiating between what's in their control, what's their outer circumstances in their life and what they can control. One thing you can always control a thousand percent of your perspective or your mindset on your circumstances, right? So that's why this mindset work is so important, especially as a new parent or any parent, and especially through divorce. I'm going through a divorce myself right now. And this mindset work, the tools and the strategies that I knew going into it, I'm using every day. And they're helping me. And my divorce is great because I I'm I know what to do and I know how to reframe my thinking and not get caught in the negative thought loops or the self-pity or you know the 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 guilt or the shame, whatever the case may be, right? So but that took that took time and and I was like I said, a student myself, you know, learning these things, but now I teach them to others. So so much of it is your mindset management, but people focus largely on their circumstances or their time management, right? Which, yes, that's important, but I don't even think necessarily people manage their time well all of the time or their circumstances all the time. What we really need to be focusing on is our mindset management because that's the only thing we can control in any given moment. And the mindset, unless you have a background in perhaps psychology or human behavior or, you know, uh, professional sports, that's where all the mindset stuff exists, right? I mean, it's out there, all the, all the mindset tools and the mindset work, but it's not really mainstream, but it can be, right? It can be when you start working with coaches and, you know, it was, it was largely transformational for me. And, and I think that's what people need to remember that a large part of their experience 
is actually internal and it is based on their perspective or their interpretation of their circumstances. Yeah. And so one of the things I work with my clients on is creating that vision of the future and really focusing your, that mindset on how do I achieve that vision of the future rather than, oh crap, this is what I have to do with today, which is what we can get bogged down, especially going through a divorce. Um, because you're, it, it can, if it's a bad divorce or a, or a high conflict divorce, it consumes you just emotionally, mentally, um, you know, just ever, financially, it just cons- it just burns you up. You just become a consumable in it. So, um, I really like that. I really like the idea of the mindset stuff because it does make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Amy. I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, it's just you know the 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 key thing is to you, one must differentiate between your circumstances and your thinking around your circumstances. Yeah. Right. So you have to understand and become aware of how you're viewing something and be open to alter that, to alter that, that view or that interpretation so that you can then get a better outcome. Or even if, even if it doesn't give you a better outcome, it can enable you to feel better along the way. Right. right. Based on how you're viewing a situation. Right. right? And it, 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 it becomes that story we keep telling ourselves. You know, if we see ourselves as being able to create our future, we feel positive. Right. If we feel victims of the present, right. we don't see a future. We're just like, right. I'm, gonna get, I'm just getting through this. And, right. and that's no way to live. Even if, you know, and unfortunately, it's not uncommon now for really high conflict divorces like this to, to sometimes take two, three, four years to resolve. Mm-hmm. I have clients that have been divorced 10 years and are still taking each other back and forth to court. So, wow. you know, you look at things like that and you think life is too short to do yeah. this kind of stuff. So I love that you have that focus for, for um, moms. What, what, about, what about the boundary setting? Like what does that include that when you're talking to people about creating those boundaries and I'm guessing that they are, they are boundaries to allow themselves to have that sense of time and balance and things like that. What, what does that look like for your people? Yeah, I mean, boundary setting, of course, like can relate to time as well. Like, are you setting proper boundaries around the time that you're working and the time you're with your children, right? Or the time that you're creating for yourself? Do you have proper boundaries, time management boundaries around that? But then there's also, you know, boundary setting around people and energy and especially through divorce, right? Like, are you getting caught in text battles with your ex for 25 minutes, right? Like, is that a good use? Probably not, right? So there's these energy. That's what I mean around boundary setting. It's really protecting your overall well-being and protecting your energy from anything that's not aligned to your purpose or your priorities or your values. And what about um, self-care? Because I know self-care is one of those buzzwords. And, you know, I say self-care to my clients and I can see them on Zoom. Their, their eyes are rolling and it's like, oh, my God, what is she going on about? What, what do you see the role of self-care in this, for, especially for moms? Critical. Critical. It's 1,000% necessary. And it's the one thing many women uh, put on the back burner. But that's also why we live in a culture where many women are stressed out, burned out, and putting themselves last and in a state of overfunctioning, right? I was that way 
at one point, right? When I, first, when I had my first child and I had a big career and I thought to myself, and this is why I started working with coaches, I thought to myself, there has to be a better way. Like I'm doing it all and I'm exhausted and I'm not enjoying this, this, you know, this motherhood experience. And this is my new role for the rest of my life. Like I'm going to be a mother the rest of my life. So how do I enjoy this? Like, how does this feel better? And that's when I real, that's when I started working with coaches and learned all sorts of things. And, but, but one of these is creating time for your own self care where you can, and and there's different forms of it, right? Like there's different forms of self-care. But what I will say is self-care is, is not like getting your nails done and like a face mask. Like that's just like a cute little like beauty thing, right? Like self-care is something that truly uh, helps regulate your nervous system and your men that, and helps enhance or calm your mental and emotional wellness so that you can then show up as you know, your more empowered, higher version of yourself that which is what most women want to do, especially as mothers, especially, you know, mothers going through divorce, right? Like, you want to show up as the best version of yourself. But in order to do that, you first must give time to yourself, right? And a lot of that, as it relates to self care, is really around being intentional, around what you want your day to look like, uh, getting clear on your priorities, having some quiet time for yourself where perhaps you run through your day or you know, you're envisioning your future, right? You're getting clear on your desired outcome, right? There's all sorts of things and ways that we can do this. Um, but that's what I put under the category of self-care, meditation, exercise, being in nature, right? working with a therapist or a coach, right? Maybe getting even a massage or acupuncture, right? Like these are all forms of self-care that are essential. Not that you have to do them all, right? In fact, I have a a list of my uh, top 20 effective self-care activities for working mothers on my website. And those are things, you know, find one or two that like really, really resonate with you and do those every day, Right. Like some things that are very, very basic that I still find women aren't doing is like getting adequate sleep, Mm, right? Like we should be getting seven plus hours of sleep a night. How many people are really doing that, right? That impacts how we show up, you know? Same thing with like drinking, drinking water, you know? Are we drinking enough water during the day or are we consuming Mountain Dew, right? right? Like what's, what's, you know, that's, our health and wellness is paramount as parents and our health and wellness is, is paramount when going through a challenging situation like divorce. So that's why self-care is so important, right? Because it helps us navigate these challenges. Right. And without it, the challenges feel so much heavier. Well, and not only that, like you say, everything compounds on itself. If you're not taking care of yourself, you know, your immune system isn't functioning well. Your digestive system, your brain is not functioning well. And there's been a lot of studies that say that productivity for people going through divorce drops by 40%. That's also the the highest risk for small business failure. Um, All of that kind of stuff ties in when people are dealing with massive types of stress. So if you can take care of yourself, 
you're going to be way farther ahead than if you're, you're not even caring for yourself. You can't care for your kids. You can't care for your career. You can't care for your business and everything just quite frankly goes to hell. And there's, and it all comes back to you. What can you do to keep yourself Mm -hmm. strong? So Mm -hmm. I love your message, Amy. And, and you're just full of really useful strategies and tips. And that's, that's what's helpful. Um, is there anything that you see as a common mistake or misconception is perhaps a better word that your clients have around this whole idea of going from being a professional woman, possibly a very high achieving, uh, you know, C-suite executive or whoever it may be now, and then having the extra benefit, yes, or blessing, whatever you want to call it, of being a mom. But is there a common misconception you see people carry with that? In order to do both? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think women, and I fell into this trap too, and it's largely, you know, from society and culture, is that um, we have to do it all ourselves, right? If you want it done right, do it yourself. And it's just simply not true, right? It's just simply not true. When you declare like, okay, this is how I want things to go. And I'm going to delegate certain things. I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to ask for support. I'm going to take time for me. I'm going to create balance and boundaries around my life. Because at the end of the day, my highest priority is my well-being. It's not checking things off my to-do list. And that's the big misconception. We, we measure success with getting things done, right? And what if instead success was around how good we feel every day? Isn't that a better metric? Yeah, much better, much yeah. better. That is, that is a great thing. So get those KPIs straightened out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You covered a wealth of information. What is the one words, one, one message or words of wisdom you would like um, to impart to people when they take their headphones out and go about their day today? So I would say to make sure that you create time and space for yourself every day at least 30 minutes, okay? That could be before your kids wake up in the morning. It could be quiet time at night before bed. It could be during your lunch break. Just block your, it could be during your work day. Just set a meeting for yourself and block out 30 minutes for yourself. And that 30 minutes needs to be your dedicated self-care time, okay? And if you need ideas on what that is, like I said, go to my website, corporatemomcoach.com, and there's a free self-care menu for working mothers. But That self-care time, I want you to look at it as you are pouring into your own cup, right? You're pouring into your own cup each and every day, right? And the more you do it, it's cumulative, right? It's almost like filling your love tank. You're filling your self-love tank every time you you perform a self-care activity, right? And then, then what happens is you can then show up for your family, for your career, for your friends, for your ex, for the divorce, whatever, in a way that you're happy about, right? In a way, or maybe just in a way that's neutral, in a way that isn't as stressful, right? But you first must give to yourself before you can pour out to anyone else. And that's why self-care is so important. It's not just a buzzword. It's not just getting your nails done. Like it's critical, yeah. critical, especially during life's challenges. 
Such a powerful message. Amy, uh, you've mentioned your website a couple of times, but just to make sure everybody caught it, um, could you please let us know what's the best way if people want to learn more or reach out to work with you? Sure. It's corporatemomcoach.com and it's pretty easy. You could book a clarity call with me. There's a link right there on the main page. The self-care menu is also there on the main page. And um, and just feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm here to serve and I'm here to help the the working women, whether you're going through divorce or not, um, there's support out there for you. Amy, thank you so much. And I will make sure all your information is in the link, including the link that you gave me to for people to get to your free gifts. So thank you so much. And I want to thank everybody for listening in to this episode of The D-Shift. And don't forget to listen in again, same time next week. Thanks for listening and supporting the D-Shift podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D-Shift crew. For more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.